Welcome to Your Creative Adventure Podcast, where we believe it is possible to make money as an artist doing what you love while glorifying God through your art. We're your hosts, CJ and Shelley Hitz. While you listen to today's episode, we encourage you to get out your colored pencils, markers, or paints and create while you listen. You may also be inspired to take creative notes with your hand lettering and sketches. If so, download our free lettering resources at yourcreativeadventure.com forward slash free. Are you ready to allow God to take your creative adventure further than you ever imagined? If so, let's get started. Welcome to this Artist Spotlight. I love featuring other artists and sharing their stories. And in today's Artist Spotlight, we have Elizabeth Denniston, also known as Libby. Hey, Libby. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to um, you know share your story with other people. And before we dive in, let me just share your brief bio, and then you know we'll we'll get into the good stuff. But um, Elizabeth Denniston, known as Libby to most, blends her background in graphic design, that's very helpful to have, by the way, (laughs) and fine art together with modern calligraphy, yay, um, to inspire, uplift, or tell a story through her cards, prints, and signs. Her faith and walk with God are at the core of everything she creates and a passion for encouraging others in any season. You can learn more about Libby at her new website, right? Fairly new. Brand new, yeah. Yay! Eliza <laughs> D. Design on Facebook under Elizabeth Denniston Design and follow on Instagram at Libby Loves Rue, R-E-W. So t- take us along on the journey. Tell us a little bit. Um, how did you get started with art? Have you always been an artist or was it something that you discovered more recently? So really kind of what's come back in the last couple of years of picking up hand lettering and, and really getting my paints back out and actually putting pen or brushes to paper. Um, it's brought back to mind that, I mean, as long as I can remember holding a crayon or my mom used to make salt dough and we would make like ornaments and little sculptures and just, I always wanted to be an artist. Um, and then through high school, I really got into photography because uh, my dad was a photographer and his oh, cool. mom was, uh, an, uh, well, I guess she was kind of a photographer, but um, so I'd always been playing with a camera too. And then I got into photography and then that was kind of around the time when, so when I started getting interested in graphic design, it was actually called commercial art. Um, I feel like I'm kind of dating myself, but um, yeah, <laughs> but it was like the cusp. I was sort of one of the, on that front generation of Photoshop and learning digital art, like that right. was becoming a thing. Um, and so when I went into college, uh, graphic design just totally stood out to me. Um, and so I, I studied as much as I could about that. I ended up switching majors just because um, back then graphic design uh, and then studying art in college is super competitive. And oh, wow. the comp studies majors are much more friendly and sociable. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> So I have a sort of this blended background of communicating and writing and fine art and photography and then the digital art with the graphic design. And so getting my pens and my papers back out, it's kind of funny because I've had all these supplies packed away and it's just reminded me that this has always been there in me. Yes. 
sometimes I kind of joke, you know, um, especially my, my husband and his family, they all love football and baseball. And, um, I always say my family was creative. We were not athletes. We yeah. played with paints in the wood shop and photography and we made, we made things. So And I think a lot of people can relate to your story where they grew up being creative, grew up having all of that and set it aside for a season. And all of a sudden there's this renewed love and interest. And how long would you say you've, you've been picking back up your paints and your pens now? I mean, I've always sort of applied it in like a different medium. I I loved sewing for a while too. Um, But there's something about the pens and the papers and the, the way they feel on a paper that um, it just, it's in me. Yeah. That I picked up hand lettering, gosh, like the fall of 2016. So going on three years. Yeah. um, That I feel like I've really kind of like dug this back up. Um, And it's, it's been kind of interesting to see that come back up, um, especially now as more of a deep seated Christian too, Mm. to know how that sort of, intentionally feeding into the way I want to apply my, my art and my gifts um, and just the things that interest me in expressing through my art in this season too. Yeah. Yeah. It's been almost about three years for me because it was August or June, June of 2016. So it wasn't, you know, yeah, I've been about the same amount of time and um, it's amazing how much you can learn and grow when you're like, just, you know, engrossed in it and you're loving it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. But you have an interesting story where your mom was an artist, right? So both my mom and dad um, created together. Um, my Hi. mom my mom is probably better known nowadays for the carvings. She used to do wood carvings of Santa Clauses. Oh, wow. Her house was Christmas year-round, so yeah. <laughs> year-round. Um, and then my dad would help um, make they call them Santa crackers. Uh, They were nutcrackers that were Santa Clauses. And so he would turn them on the lathe, but they also used to make furniture together and paint. Um, They were, they were quite a team together, but um, my sister, she is good at sculpting and and some of the carving things. She also is really good right now. She's um, into crocheting um, and some of the revived yarn arts uh, and she's done some amazing patterns with that so it's sort of a thread in our family but also you know as as I've gotten older and my family's gotten smaller just because that's what happens but um, there were I didn't realize you know that my grandmother my mom's mom loved to paint as much as she did so I have have one of her little paintings that I love to just look at all the time and it just reminds me that um, I don't know if it's in the blood, but you kind of, you grow up saturated in that and it just becomes kind of a part of you. Yeah. It's like you're a maker, you know, you had that maker family and um, it's like you're living on in many ways, a legacy of that creativity that was, you know, a seed that was planted in you. And so that's really, really special. It's fun um, to say that Shelly, sorry. Um, okay. I, my aunt called me today and it was so, str- I didn't expect her to call, but um and we actually got talking about that, how when I do wood signs, yes. I feel like I'm back in the wood shop with my dad. And then when I paint yeah. florals and when I um, do more of like the fine art things, I think of how my mom would have been into that. But she was also into stamps and kind of that early years of scrapbooking on cards really more. Um, so it is it is kind of like my own, but I, 
I do feel kind of like it's that legacy. Like I get to, I get to touch those roots by doing this. Yeah. And that's so special. Now I know a lot of artists, you know, art is just, it's so, so enjoyable and it's, it brings so much joy. And, um, I know for me, it was a form of self-care. I didn't know I needed. Mm-hmm. And so did you hesitate then to take that joy and that love of art and turn it into a business? Yes. Um, you're actually bringing to mind a conversation I just had with my husband. Um, (laughs) even when I did photography, so let me just clear up too. I, I do graphic design, um, full time. And so that's my day job and I love it. I get to do different projects, but doing my own art in this way is kind of new for me because I get control over it and as much as they give me control over certain projects that I get to do at my job, um, this is, this is all me. And right. however I want to take it. And I also picked it up kind of for that self care reason because um, we had just gotten married and then my dad died a few months later and it just, I just kind of found myself in this really dark Valley and yeah. And being able to, so where it started, if you want that backstory, is on social media, I would see these verses and these quotes from like Proverbs 31 ministries and different women's, um, women of faith kind of profiles I would follow. And they had that lovely calligraphy kind of look to them. And I thought, you know, I could do that. I mean, I have pretty decent handwriting and I know how to draw and, and I, I could do this. Well, it, you know, it was a little harder than it looked, Yeah, <laughs> but I really got into it and I had all these people kind of cheering me on, even as it looked funky and new, you know, but as I did it, it was, it was like, I would saturate myself in the word um, mm-hmm. and in these positive words and in these positive quotes and just also just the motions, I think of the, the beautiful mm-hmm. curves and the strokes just kind of like calmed my heart and yeah. helped me helped me make beauty where I felt like it was so, it was so dark and, and such a mixed season. Yeah. And art definitely is therapy and, you know, whether it's the color or the repetitive, you know, shapes, or like you were saying, just movements, like that's what I found with the lettering. It's just, it can be very calming. Um, And there are so much like, especially with lettering and calligraphy, there's so much communication. Like you, you also have that communication background, but mm-hmm. um, there's that, the message, the message can get right into your heart. And um, you know, you've really ingrained a lot of scripture and um, positive message into what you create now. So tell us a little bit about where your art business is now. So you had also asked, you know, if I was hesitant to turn it into a business and that I will say, Yes, because I never want to hate what I love. Yeah. I don't want to do it so much that I suddenly resent it. So I've been careful to do that. But at the same time, um, what I discovered was, you know, you probably had this too, Shelly, where you make these things and suddenly your friends are saying, get an Etsy shop. Right. (laughs) Or you should sell this. And you're thinking how and where, and what does this modern era even look like for that? And aren't there so many people already doing this? And um, then that fear of, okay, if I really do that, that means I'm saying, I think I am good or I have something good in me that others would want. And that's kind of a bold thing. Yeah. It's a brave step. 
Um, so probably where I'm at now um, is really almost allowing myself to just admit the dream. Like, yeah, that's powerful, isn't it? Yeah. You know, eight-year-old Libby wanted to be an artist and <laughs> here I am as a grown-up that it's a little bit hard to admit, I think, because there's so many unknowns, uncertainties, you're putting yourself out there. Art is very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. um, yes. And if, and partly for me too, it's always been a passion of mine, whether it's photography or graphic design or anything that I'm doing with my lettering, that I never want to feel like I'm selling out and just doing things because I know it'll sell. Right. Um, that I want it to have some kind of meaning because those are the pieces that speak to me from other people that I admire. Um, so you now have an Etsy shop. Yes. You have a website. So, and I wish I had found, <laughs> well, it's just kind of funny because you and I started calligraphy about the same time and you've created a lot of resources because you knew they weren't there uh, when you started. So it's amazing now to see how much is out there for people who want to get into this, right. this hobby or in this little gifting in a way, because I mostly just had to kind of study study images I admire, and then there were process videos on Instagram, and then I found a little bit on YouTube, but getting some of the books, they were all very focused on pointed pen, right? the modern calligraphy with a paintbrush or with a brush pen, like a brush marker pen, um, wasn't as common. And so I got a book, but it was like, it didn't take me long to realize, okay, this isn't what I'm doing. This this is sort of like beyond what I'm doing. This is maybe another layer. Yeah. Um, so getting in, into even the Etsy things, um, people are talking about that more now, even though Etsy has been around for a long time, right? Um, it has changed so much just even in the time that I've had my little shop and there's things like that I got to walk through in your course that I had to look up my own, but hearing them from you was like, Okay, I got it right because it's yeah. a little overwhelming, um, and there's there's so many layers to that. Um, something that I have been really thinking on lately is how kind of where I'm at with my business, if you want to say, is realizing that as someone who studied graphic design or studied art and photography all through schooling and then through my adulthood, they don't ever really teach you about the business side of it. Right. That's why I always say they never teach you like the business or the marketing. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, beyond, I mean, and then I went to school a while ago, so even portfolios have changed, you know, the idea right. of how do you share your work with others. Um, and so it's really kind of exciting to see, okay, I've got a handle on the art side of it. Now I feel almost like I've been back in school because I want to be intentional with the way that I put my art out into the world and, and try and perpetuate and grow my little business. Yeah. And so you've been part of the Etsy Entrepreneur, the Etsy Shop Makeover courses. And um, what would you say the biggest um, benefit for those were for you? I mean, I knew you, you already had an Etsy shop, so you'd already yeah. had a, a, a shop in particular, but. Um. So I, I think what I got the most and what I listened to the most, I go back to this, yeah. was the selling mindset. The very beginning of both of those yes. courses, 
because that's the hardest thing. You know, when you, when you see other people's work, Mm -hmm. at least for me, it's easy for me to say, I would totally pay for that. But then when I put mine out, I I have all these doubts and all these um, concerns. What do people think about me? Will they think, wow, she sure thinks a lot of herself putting that price tag on that, you know, and um, really understanding that there can be a little bit of a science to it, but it's also more about just the underlying confidence that you're not doing anything wrong by selling your artwork, by making things that can profit with your talent. Yeah. And I think it's an ongoing process, at least it is for me as, you know, a redeemed, excuse me, redeemed people pleaser of like not allowing other people's opinions to stop us from what God has created us to do. Stop Mm -hmm. us from putting those things out into the world because um, you just recently had a product line launch, right? Yeah. Which I kind of, um, the Etsy entrepreneur course probably gave me maybe some legs to stand on and actually thinking I can put together a group of things that correlate and, and put them out at the same time. Um, I still like to, it's hard for me to wait, you know, if I get a new product or I have a new idea or I make a new sign, it's right. hard for me to hold it back. Cause I want to look what I made. Like I get excited. They're like, I know, I'm the same way. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, launching the collection was really fun because the more that I sort of like simmered in it and I didn't try and over plan it. Um, because I just know me, I would have never launched it if I tried to really overwork it. Right. Um, that, but I, I invited God into that. I said, okay, God, I have these little core pieces I want to put out there. What else goes? Like, what else is going to convey this message or support it? What else do they need um, in this? And it was just really fun to see that it come together and how, how those ideas, I, I always, what was the name of your collection? I called it my Lovewell collection. Um, most people were probably excited because I finally launched these little mirror decals. They're like static cling decals um, that had been on my heart since last summer. But I sort of felt like I can't just put those like they have to. I felt like they had to be with other things, um, not necessarily sold with other things, but sort of like have this idea of you're, you're kind to yourself in order so that you can be kind and loving to others, that you're filling your own love well, so that you, out of this full love well, you can mm. love others well. Um, and so I love that. I love to give cards. I am all about happy mail and sending cards. And so building up my card line, that was another thing. That's kind of my next step with yeah. where, where I was in the entrepreneur course is when you talked about wholesale and building up your line of cards, um, that if I actually admit it, I've been making cards on and off probably my whole life. Well, your mom did that too, right? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, just the idea of, you know, maybe seeing those in a store or just having a line that other people know I can get something encouraging or unique or special to make another person feel special over here in Libby's shop. So that's sort of my next step now is I I built that up a little for the collection, but now I'm trying to build it up more, um, especially with some of the information that you shared in the course, just helping me even cut to the chase so that I didn't have to do the homework on that. 
Right. Now, I want you to talk just a little bit more about the clings because I thought it was such a great idea and it was a way that like you stood out, you know, amongst other people because it's something different. But um, share the messages that you put on those and why you wanted to do those. Yeah. So I am excited because I haven't really seen someone else do it, which for me, um, it if I'm really honest with myself, that that kind of surprised me. Like, wow, I came up with something that nobody else is doing. That That's you know, awesome. Yeah. And it, they <laughs> sold out, right? Um, yeah. It was so fun. I got to restock them and had people doing pre-orders so that they could get in on the restock. And that just blessed my socks off. Um, and it's, it's so funny, you know, as, as Christian artists, there's that, you know, you want to be humble and there's that level where you want humility because that that's a a value and you want to keep yourself in check but at the same time sometimes I feel like God is saying oh can we just celebrate and high five on this for a moment like yes that was awesome um so one of them says smile you're beautiful and the other one says you are a treasure and it's um sort of a recap of a verse from Deuteronomy and they came out of just my own my own needs to hear these messages when I remember looking in a mirror. Um, you know, we all have those days when you look and go, Ooh, okay, we're just going to walk away from that, you know, yeah. or, or seasons even when you just look at yourself and you can't even really see um, what others see, or maybe it's just a dark season and all you see is just, brokenness and sadness or whatever's missing, you know, and there's been several times through my story over the last decade that I felt like God was trying to train me to recognize when my eyes were broken, Mm. um, that when I would look at myself or think about myself, that he was trying to tell me truths that he already believes in me. But at the same time, it's easier for me to believe that he thinks another person is beautiful or wonderfully made or a treasure than to think that I am. And so that he would tell me, you cannot, like you cannot even judge right now. Your eyes are broken. Yeah. And so, so then last summer I just caught my, it was total whim. I caught myself shutting a blind and I had to lean past a mirror and I kind of sneered at myself and I felt this little instant, Mm like stop that. And then it said, smile, you're beautiful. And I thought, and then I I just kind of awkwardly smiled. I mean, it was just me and my dog, like (laughs) there, you know, no one saw, but I smiled and I realized, you know, I mean, my grandpa always said, smile. So people wonder what you're up to. And he was smiling at everyone all the time. And I probably got that from him. I'm always trying to smile at people because I think you don't know what they're going through in a day. And maybe that's the first time they've made eye contact with a person in a whole day. And that, that means a lot, especially when you're in a lonely season. Right. But it's hard not to smile back when someone smiles at you. Yeah. It's contagious. Okay. Maybe that's what God's trying to tell me is it's hard for you not to smile. If you smile at yourself in the mirror, you know, how can you look at a smiling face in the mirror and still say ugly things? Yeah, that's good. Um, I, I love how that idea was birthed out of just that little moment between you and God. Mm-hmm. And I always, I always recommend that um, artists or authors or whatever business you have, you know, ask God for ideas. He yeah. has the best ideas. Like that was an idea that was just birthed out of your own, you know, your own 
relationship with God and your own need for that. And so I love that. And I actually bought some for my nieces and (laughs) sent them off to them because, you know, body image is a huge issue. Um, I had a ministry years ago and I've passed it on to someone else for teen girls. And it was like one of the biggest things that they would, you know, we would talk about is body image. And so I love that you're doing that. And I love that, you know, you put yourself out there and launched your collection and how meaningful that is. And moving forward, um, for any artists that are listening right now that are like, oh man, I'm just kind of stuck. I want to do this, but maybe they have a lot of those thoughts that you had in the beginning. Um, do you have one piece of advice that you would give them? So I was thinking on that. Um, I've always been really passionate about learning to do something right. Mm. Um, it kind of stemmed back from photography because I learned with a film camera and you, you had to, you had to learn more specifics because you had less options. You know, it was more expensive to get the film. You had 36 (laughs) images there. Right. Now your shot. And as I saw digital photography come, I noticed there were people just calling themselves professionals because they could shoot the odds. You know, you could take a thousand images and get a hundred good ones out of it. Just odds. And I think there's such an importance in learning something well and why, and even sometimes a little history on it, um, just because it helps you appreciate how the tools work and how you can connect your brain to your hand and the tool and express it. And for me, when I, you know, the more I learned the modern calligraphy and the hand lettering, and even with watercolor, watercolor was not something that I really had gotten into much past like a wash or something when I was younger. So learning watercolor the last three years has been really interesting too, to learn how, how a brush works and why you want a certain shape for a certain look and, diluting the paints to certain, you know, opacities and thicknesses and everything. So I think learning something well helps you understand and more intentionally implement your creativity um, and also to get free with it. Like some people like to say, you can't really break the rules until you know the rules. Right. Um, Learn the rules and then you can break them. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's even in your brushstrokes workbook too. I love that. Um, But... I wanted to add to that. So I, I think I wrote it down. Let me see. Okay. I wrote something down. It's not exactly how I wanted to say it, but learn to do it right, but don't wait to do it perfect. There you go. Because that's, that's a wait forever, right? Yes. That's where I hold myself back is I think I haven't learned enough yet. And that's really what this year has been about is okay. I can still learn along the way, right? But what I have to offer right now is enough but I can always tell myself I need to learn the next thing or practice the next thing. And I would never, I would never put it out there. So what I would tell people is, you know, don't, don't jump the gun. Don't rush, take your time to learn to do it right. But at the same time, don't wait to do it perfect. Yeah. I love that because um, you can definitely get stuck, you know, (laughs) and um you know, we'll, we'll never reach perfection this side of heaven. And, you know, your, your art now is going out into all these homes. You have no idea how it's going to impact people every day, especially like, you know, signs that are up there or these mirror clings and all of these things. Like we won't know until we get to heaven, really the impact yeah. of our art. And it's all because you took this 
big, bold, brave step, right? <laughs> yeah, you're probably going to make me cry because that humbles me all the time when I was shipping out uh, orders from that launch in yeah. March and thinking little pieces of my art are going out to all these different states, you know, yes. and um, it's just amazing what the modern era can do for that, that it's so much easier than it used to be. There's other challenges to that, but it's really sort of a season of opportunity. Um, yeah. But and learning I mean, how to, like learning how to kind of hone it in. I think also to where I'm at is learning what I want to do because there's a whole gamut and right. you can do it all well, but do you want to do it all well? Um, and so really kind of finding what lights me up but also what serves others and then finding that like middle ground. Right. And I think you're, you know, you're finding that for yourself and it's a continual process as a business owner. It's like, and you continue to refine. And I know like last year was that for me, I was just doing anything and everything and trying everything. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you figure out like, okay, where's kind of my sweet spot. And for me, it's books. You know, I've published over, written and published over 40 books. Like books are my thing. So that's where God's really leading me to just really focus this year of like, you know, putting my artwork in books in different ways and other things. And yet for you, you know, who knows what God has in store ahead of I me. Mean, yeah. <laughs> we don't know. I don't know yet. Yeah. In fact, I keep asking him that where, where is this going? Because there's kind of this, you know, you hit a peak and then you come back down and then you think, what's the, what is the next thing? And, um, I don't, I don't know. Maybe my story will never have a plateau. Cause if I look at my whole story, it's kind of this peaks and valleys the whole way. And, yeah. um, maybe the plateau would be boring. I don't know. I think so. Yeah. And I think as a creative, like, I think if we knew everything that was coming, it might overwhelm us. <laughs> yeah. And so I think a lot of times God just shows us enough, like, okay, just take that next step, keep going, you're on the right track, or let's, you know, he's the best course corrector, like my friend Shea Bynes says, it's like, he's the best course corrector, so don't be afraid of taking a step, you know, he can, course, you know, correct and get you back on another path, but um, being open to even other things, and I mean, because there are so, like you said, there's so many opportunities, so many possibilities, and um, so it's just been really inspiring to hear your story today. And um, where can people find you if they want to connect with you, if they want to go to your Etsy shop, maybe get some of your artwork? <laughs> yeah. Um, so the easiest way to get to my shop, you know, because Etsy doesn't always make it easy to I know. get kind of a long little link. Um, but I have a shop link from my website. So if you go to elizadesign.com, and that's just, um, you know, the first letters of my name and then D for Deniston and then design. So it's E-L-I-Z-A-D design. Um, there's a shop link in there. They can also contact me in there if they have questions. Um, I'm sort of, because I get questions from other creatives, but I'm not at the point yet where I picture myself like you um, offering courses or worksheets yet, but I'm sort of, I'm, I'm sort of letting letting God unfold that if it will. Um, yeah. But I'm always happy to answer questions too. I, or to point people to the things that have helped me because there have been a few significant, I feel like milestones in my creative journey the last three years mm -hmm. that I look back and, and I see they were total gifts. Um, and then that's something that your courses gave me too, was it came along kind of probably at the, like the perfect time 
where I was starting to look at, I'd had a shop for a year. It was kind of like, what do I do with this? And I had all this different input, but then getting to really focus in on how to intentionally steer an Etsy shop um, and make your time in it um, more, more intentional, more planned, um, <laughs> you know, to, to set a vision for it and actually then implement the tools that are in there too, because it has a lot. But so you can go to my website, um, you can message me there, you can get on my email list too. Um, one of my favorite places to connect with people that I've made some of the sweetest little friendships is Instagram. Um, and I'm on there as Libby Loves Rue. My husband's name is Andrew. So if you think the last three letters are R-E-W from Andrew, because the backstory is when he would come home, my dog would say, Rue, and it always sounded like, oh yeah, welcome home, Rue. And so that's fun. it was just sort of stuck. And that's what I went with. So Libby loves Rue on Instagram. You can get that um, from my website too. And I have a Facebook page, but um, the Instagram seems to be where people really want to engage a little bit more with the comments. And like you said, it's, it's such a huge passion of mine just to encourage others. Right. Not necessarily even in their own creative journey, but just in general through. And I always think of that verse that I honestly, I should have the reference memorized, but the verse about we comfort with the comfort we receive. Yes. That I think is the thread of my story and, right. and really the heart of why I love to encourage others because I just, I want them to know they're not alone. They don't have to simmer um, in isolation with their own thoughts, but that they can actually, you know, see the living word back through their own eyes, but also connect with others. And that probably is the biggest gift that helped with my creative journey is just that the hand lettering community on Instagram is probably one of the most supportive Amazing. and encouraging <laughs> communities I've ever met in the creative world. I don't think I'd be doing what I'm doing today if it hadn't been for Instagram and the community there. It's just incredible. Mm -hmm. But um, I encourage you to follow Libby at Libby Loves Rue on um, Instagram. She does share a lot of encouragement. Her stories always have um, neat resources as well. And go buy some stuff from her. You know, <laughs> hire her. You, you accept commissions, right? Yes. Um, that, that's probably the funniest thing is, you know, people see things and then they want their own thing. Right. It's, I mean, there's something special about that, but yeah. connect with her, you know, and, and, and watch, watch us, you know, her journey journey continues to unfold. It'll be exciting um, to see and may have to have you on for an update later on. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for being here. And um, I appreciate all your encouragement for creatives and everything that you're doing. Thank you so much, Shelly. I, I, can't, I can't tell you what a blessing it's been to connect with you um, personally and through your courses. Uh, I honestly, you're, you're one of like the three things that I know that God has put in this path for this season. And if anyone is watching this right now and you've been debating one of Shelly's resources, I would say, you know, either jump in or start with a smaller one but they're absolutely worth it. She absolutely pours in every, just every piece of everything she's learned so that you can benefit from that. And, and at the same time, the way that you teach Shelly is, it makes people really believe I can do this. I can do this too. And I can do this well. 
I appreciate that because, you know, it just, um, it means a lot. And I love seeing, I love seeing, you know, creatives, artists, writers do the things that God has given them to do and, and like the ripple effect. So just how you're going out and your stuff is impacting people and you're going to inspire people and they're going to do things, you know, it's just, it's, it's amazing. And I love just, um, where God has me right now and just being an encouragement to all of you. So thank you so much. And um, thank you all for listening Mm -hmm. and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Before you leave, I wanted to share with you a free gift. I have a free training called How You Can Earn a Full-Time Income as an Artist, a $97 value for free, and you can sign up for that free gift at yourcreativeadventure.com forward slash artist income. And if you've wanted to turn your passion for art into income, then this training is for you. So you're going to learn 10 real life examples of what's working today to earn money, money as an artist. They're real life case studies. I'm going to share with you how diversifying your income can help you grow your art business much faster. You may struggle if you're relying on one income stream only. You'll learn how to sell your artwork online, the specific partnerships you should consider as an artist, and two passive income streams that can be very profitable. And the cool thing is that artists that have taken this free training are getting results. For example, Valerie Lynn said 10 days after watching the webinar, she had already sold $400 worth of art. And Shannon Santa Maria said, that after watching the webinar, she took the risk and took her work to a boutique and sold over half of her items. What do you have to lose? There are so many opportunities for us as artists today. Sign up for free at yourcreativeadventure.com forward slash artist income, and then let me know your takeaways and your results. Tag me at yourcreativeadventure. I can't wait to help you make money as an artist doing what you love. This is Shelly Hitz. Thank you so much for joining me in this free training. Thank you for listening to this episode of Your Creative Adventure with CJ and Shelley Hitz, where we believe it is possible to make money as an artist doing what you love while glorifying God through your art. If you've been encouraged or inspired in any way by today's podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Take a screenshot, post it on social media, and tag us at Your Creative Adventure so we can connect with you and cheer you on in your art journey. It also means the world to us when you take a few moments to post a rating and review on iTunes. Once you do, send an email to support at yourcreativeadventure.com with a screenshot of your review and we'll send you our Plan It Day Goal Setting Worksheets, a $47 value for free. We believe you have been given unique creative gifts and a specific role to play in the Kingdom of Heaven that will make an impact for eternity. Join us next time as we partner with God to help you take your creative adventure further than you ever imagined.